You're going to sit down then or what? We haven't got all day. Not even a clap. Well, Not even one clap. Well, you're late. Where's the ground? Yep. Have you bought that from home? <laughs> you have, Zara had it in the kitchen. Well, why are you wearing it? Because I'm king of the jungle. Have you been walking around the street with that? You need to call me king for at least a week. <sighs> Welcome to Stay Relevant, the podcast with Pete Wicks and Sam Thompson, king of the jungle. Yes! This episode will probably contain more swearing than normal. I will be drinking. If you don't like it, go f*** yourself. Um, remember, you can watch us on YouTube every Friday. Listen to us every Monday when it comes out, wherever you get your, wherever you get your podcast. Sorry, I can't talk properly because I'm in the presence of a king. Yes, he is. Uh, do you want to do any part of this intro? Because I'm sure you've missed it. Uh, so I'm joined here by Queen Wicks. We no. have King Thompson and Queen Wicks with us. He's going to be drinking heavily, swearing heavily. You can catch us every Monday, wherever you get your podcast. Are you just repeating what I've just said? I've panicked because I haven't done this in a while. Uh, you can also catch us every Friday on YouTube and on the socials at Staying Relevant on Instagram and TikTok. And never forget Snappy C. So I hope you enjoyed the double intro we just had there. <laughs> Um, off to a great start. <laughs> so, as you can imagine, this is the one you've all been waiting for. We have loads of loo- oh, God. we have loads of new listeners, not loo listeners, new listeners. Because and, but if you are listening in the loo, we don't, we, we, you know, we're not prejudiced. You go and listen wherever you want. Yeah, we have to stop Sam actually turning up in the nude. So, um, um, yeah, we've got new listeners because Sam is king of the jungle. But I just want to say thank you to all the old listeners, the ones who've been there from the beginning. Yes. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. The old guard, we like the to old call guard. you. Now, Hi, I- Leanne. <laughs> Leanne, Leanne, I forgot about Leanne. Yeah. Leanne, how are you? I hope you're listening well. I hope you're keeping well. I don't know how you would listen well, but yeah, we love you. We really do. But also the new listeners, I love you. And and welcome to the party. It's warm in here. It's snug. It's moist. It's nice. And to the new listeners, my name's Pete Wicks and I am a friend of the king. (laughs) Uh, You may have seen me crying or looking like Jackie Stallone on the bridge when Sam won. Well, actually, we're going to touch on that, actually, in a little bit. We, we, we will get to that. Because that's one of my my favourite moments from the entire jungle experience. He didn't look like Pete. So, we will get to that. Obviously, this is your first proper interview. We are going to be getting the exclusives from Sam, but we're going to be doing it the same relevant way. So, it's not going to be normal. But as always, and if you've listened to the podcast before, you'll know, we start every week with the same question. So, Sam, this is your moment. <clears throat> so, Sam, what have you done this week... To stay relevant. Well, Peter, James, Jonathan, Joseph Wicks, it has been one hell of a week. It really has. Only four days ago, well, this is coming out on Monday, but as of recording, only four days ago, I was sat around a campfire thinking, I might win this thing called I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of It. And it was one of the best feelings I've ever had in my entire entire life. You know how long I've wanted to do that show for. I do know. And I got to meet Anna Deck. And uh, and I ate a, 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 a pig's vagina. That was that was actually that was four days ago. Vault, the vault's oh back, God. baby. God. Um, so listen, why don't I catch you up on what's been going on? I need to know because everything. Because you're you're staying relevant of the week. We, we can't. We don't need to talk about that really because everyone knows you've won that and you are now the most relevant person in the whole country. Yeah. It's everything I've ever wanted. It's honestly, it's mad. I don't know why we're called Stan Relevant. We should probably change the title now to Let's Keep Sam Relevant. 
This is, this has been the dream. Ever since we started this podcast, we were like, we're going to, we're just two best friends on a quest for fame, on a quest. And, and finally, finally, for at least three weeks, we are going to be there until it all drops off and then, and then everyone forgets. But for now, for the next at least three weeks, we are going to be relevant, baby. And it's so good. What are we going to do with our relevance? That's um, the question. Sam keeps saying we. Sam is still the only one of us that is relevant, though. I, however, am now dressing like his manager. <laughs> In the hope that it'll take me to the top. He's wearing a turtleneck. I am wearing a turtleneck and it's very warm in here. Yeah, toasty. In, I am sweating. <laughs> so you want to hear what we've missed? Yes. Or what you've missed? What have I missed? Well, I've missed some of it because I was um, I was away in Australia as well. <laughs> You'll hear all about that too. So we hit 100,000 on Instagram. We did it! That's a milestone! Since and you've been in the jungle, we've actually exceeded by a long way. We've actually hit 150,000. <laughs> Um, which is great. We're on 160, I think, now. Oh, my God. So you've increased the followers for yourself, for me as well, because I am the Klingon, <laughs> um, and for the podcast. So We've well done to it. you. We've Thank made it. Thank you ever it. so much. Karen came on the podcast. Oh, no. What happened there? Karen was very good on the podcast. However, I did think that she thought Zara and I were bullying you. No way. She was very protective and she spent the entire time hugging that pillow. No, did she actually? Absolutely oh, hugging Thompson it. Um, we also asked her if she would have a night of passion with me. And she, what did she say? Um, well, we've actually got a video to show you. Oh, no. No, uh, no we haven't. She, um, she, she thought about it. Because I do actually ultimately remember. She said no publicly. I do remember seeing a clip of people and like, I gave you a lap dance once. Is, is that real or was that in my dreams that I saw that? Yeah, that is real. Yeah. Because I remember Pete giving her a lap dance. It was one of the most awkward things I've ever had to witness in my entire life. Then God. what also happened was, and I know you've seen this already, I, I did a pajama dance with Zara. Viral. Viral. It, which did go viral. Um, but that did um, end up with me having to deny fair claims for a week. <laughs> do you know what? I love this. I've already been asked as well. What do you feel about Pete Wicks potentially shagging your girlfriend? <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it was a long week of denying affair claims of why am I wearing your pyjamas in your house when you're not there? Um, it's got to think Pete would do, though. He'd probably uh, pick up my cats after a while and be like, these are now mine. Um, yeah, I mean, it, listen, it was fun, but I just want to confirm to you and to everyone. So, yeah, that, that, that was good. So just to confirm on that one, um, I did some watch-alongs for you. Shut up. I sat with your mum and your sister and watched the show and we all watched the show together. That is the sweetest um, thing in the world. Me, Zara and Ted watched one together. No. Um, we were going to record um, reactions to it, but it happened to be the only episode of the show that you were potentially not in. Um, Sweet. It was a lot to do with everyone else because the rest of the time, I mean, I would say it's a good 75% of the airtime was you. So well, well done, done for that. You really monopolised the <laughs> airtime, much to <laughs> Nigel Farage's dismay. Ha <laughs> um, ha! Like Nigel. Um, I went on the rain. Shut uh, up. In the country and out of the country, which was great, with Lucy. Me and Lucy sat and spoke about you on the rain. Did she come? Did she want to come on the podcast? We didn't ask her. We, yeah, but no, 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 no. She will now come on the podcast because you're king of the jungle. Previous to that, we were just that Burkhoff Tower you made in Chelsea. Yeah. Pissed now, in the wind. Now you're king of the jungle, so she's probably right up for it. But Lorraine, we'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah. Our people will eventually get in touch with your people. But actually, it was quite funny because obviously, since you've been in the jungle, I seem to have picked up the old mantle of Love Rat. 
um, as everyone thinks that not only did I shag Zara, but I was shagging everyone's wife and girlfriend whilst you were in the jungle. Um, but I think the rain may have started that because the segment that I did on the rain was just after a segment called Love Rats. No. Do you think they did that on purpose? Um, I don't know if they did it on purpose, but I think it set the tone. So that was so that was Love Rats. And now our next guest, Pete, Pete Wicks. Wicks. Yeah. <laughs> the segue was smooth. Yeah. The segue was smooth. Talking about rats, we got Pete Wicks in the studio. Literally how it went. Um, oh, but we'll brilliant. get back to all of that. Maya Jammer. <gasps> this bit's huge. Maya Jammer has been your biggest cheerleader on social media. Yeah. She's posted about you on her Instagram story and commented on your post about coming home calling you a king. I saw this and it literally made me cry. It made me cry. I haven't replied yet because I wanted to leave it a little bit of time, but... Yeah, at some point, I'm going to apply under that comment, or I might even sign to the DMs. The fact that you're thinking about it has made it weird again. You are now king of the jungle. You can do what you want. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? I might just be like, hey, I feel like there's got to be a nickname now, like Mize or something like that. Hey, Mize. Like, it's, it's, it's Sammy T here. Um, how you well, I feeling? I think you should just sign off with King. Yeah, yeah probably, actually. <laughs> hey, Mize, it's King here. How do you feel about coming on the podcast? Um, I imagine, um, again, Maya, we'll come back to you. Um, I went on Capital Breakfast with Roman. Shut up. With the nemesis? With the nemesis. We had a lovely time. Um, he's actually, gen genuinely though, he's probably the best radio presenter I've ever seen. Oh, for God's He's so, sake. so good. And he's such a good looking guy. No wonder he does so well. Um, he really is brilliant. Um, so love Roman. How did love that episode Capital. go with Roman? Was it good? Okay, the producers are putting thumbs up. It went well. Well, I mean, a lot of the episodes have done well. But even bigger news. All right. This is really big news. We announced the tour. We announced the tour whilst you were in the jungle and people loved the idea of it. We obviously predictably timed the release of the tickets with you being the king. And as well you can imagine, things went well. They went so well, we actually sold out in 20 minutes. Yes! Yes! 20 minutes we sold out. Oh, that's crazy. Um, so that's obviously fabulous. But, oh, I'm nervous now. But there was a big problem, what? which is that we have had an awful lot of abuse. Why? Um, because a lot of people couldn't get tickets, which is a nightmare, and we are very sorry for that. So, big announcement. We've added more dates. Yes! Um, Leanne, I'm looking at you. Leanne, we need you there. So also, I think from what Pete said, actually, we, uh, we got a little bit of a... Comments from from old school listeners being yep. like, we didn't quite, you know, get the get the tickets, and we always wanted to come. So this is for you. So basically, that's the roundup of the podcast since you've been gone. Um, I don't want to make you feel awkward because you are the king, but we seem to have made a lot more progress since you've not been here. I was going to say, I don't know what's happened here, but like since I've come back, the followers have gone up, the listeners have gone up. The episode has done really well with my nemesis. So I don't like, I, I feel, I was actually worried when I walked in. The reason I wore the crown was I just feel like people need to be reminded because I was almost certain there was going to be a new presenter in town. And so I just thought I'd have to sort of like shimmy them out or something. I've got to say, uh, Zara did very I well. I knew it. I knew Zara keeps coming on this stupid podcast. Well, she was my co-host. Oh, for God's sake. And she did very, very well. But um, I, I'm going to say thank you to you because without you, then the podcast wouldn't have done as well um, as I have evidently done fuck all. Um, <laughs> but you've done very, very well. So that's probably why the podcast has done so well because it is now attached to the king. Oh, mate, what an awesome experience. What an awesome time. Do you know what I kept on saying when I was in there? You know when people ask you, Pete, after you come out and everyone's like... Sam. Well, no, I don't because I've not done it. Well, <laughs> what do they ask you, Pete? <laughs> when, when, when you come out, they go, um, they go, oh, so what do you want to do now, you know, now that you're the king of the jungle and you've left? And 
It's funny because the only thing I would say was, I just want to go back to my podcast. Like that was the, that was the thing that I wanted to come back to the most because I, the only thing I want to do is just grow this bitch and just literally make it the biggest podcast in the entire country so we can just do this forever and ever and ever, amen. And so like, I, there's nothing else I want to do. Yeah. And so, I feel like people were almost disappointed by it when I literally was like, well, I just want to keep doing my podcast. They were like, and? I was like, well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> what else is there to do other than grow this bitch? <laughs> Listen, let's get on to the main part of this, let's which is it. you being king of the jungle, your time in the jungle, my time in Australia. <laughs> Um, I don't know where you want to start. So I feel like we've got to start like any good story from the beginning. And uh, when people ask me what the hardest part of the entire jungle was, because Pete asked me outside to sort of have a think, and I will tell you, the hardest part was before I went in. <laughs> it was, oh, Pete's opening a beer. Um, it was... It was the, feels like story time now. It was... <laughs> It was the lockdown. Buckle up, kids. Well, no, you either strap in or strap on because we're going hard. Are you going to talk about Trish? Trish, yeah. Love this story. So I love Trish. Don't get me wrong. Really sweet girl. But the reason Trish came about is we had to have chaperones. So basically you get put in lockdown for a week before That's you go isolation, in. Isn't it? Isolation. Yeah. So you, you land in Australia. It's military, mate. Oh, also the first thing is I gave away that I was going on. So I didn't realise this. But basically... You're not meant to say you're going in the jungle even when you've landed. So I landed. There were paps and, and, and people recording, journalists and stuff. And I was like, well, I've landed in Brisbane. I'm sure they're aware. They, we all know why I'm here. Is this where you went, I might be doing some camping? Yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, I'm walking down the set. There's a clip of me going down an elevator and they're going, they're snapping away and the journalist goes, so Sam, like, are you excited to be going into the jungle? I went, yeah, can't wait. Already fucked it, right? And they go, how do you think you're going to be with your other campmates? I went, well, I just can't wait to meet them. It's going to be really, really fun. They were like, how does Zara feel about you being away? I went, well, she's going to be watching it on the TV every week. So I've basically just broken every rule. And as I'm about to leave the airport, one of the journalists absolutely, knob lovely bloke but shafted me he goes you know you're the only one who's actually told us you're going into the jungle so there's a video of me then as I'm walking to the car going fuck <laughs> and I literally shout fuck as I get into my car and so then they nick your phone well they don't nick it it's not I was going to say I, I just want to point out before we get any sort of lawsuits they don't nick the phone they just take it off him and then when I arrived they gave it to me yeah he had, that's but, all that happened it, but it's, it's a terrifying thought it's, getting, it's quite sad as well because like you land you're about to do the biggest, well, for me, in my case, the biggest show I'm ever going to do. And they just, like, take your phone. And you're like, oh, I can't speak to my loved ones or, like, anyone like that. And you get a bit homesick and you're like, oh, God. And then you have to, you just sit in a room for seven days. And any time you want to leave the room, you have a chaperone. Mum's called Trish. Lovely lady, 75. He so, kept telling me how wonderful she was. Yeah, she, do you know what? She's, uh, she's very youthful for the age as well, 75. Genuinely, she, she could, she's spring chicken. She can go. She's a walker. She can walk. Mate, no, no, she's no, now I'm sounding bad. But she's a walker. Like she's she can go. So anyway, we we went on a few well walks done, and stuff. No, she's for you walking and everything at that age. <laughs> but but there's not much to do. So you're just stuck in a room for seven days straight, no internet, no phone, no loved ones or anything. And you're just thinking as you're counting down the days, God, I'm like, this is real. And they and I think they do it to get you in the mindset of like, oh my God, like you're going to be isolated in this jungle and it massively works because by the time you go in, you're on a different planet. 
So that was kind of like one of the one of the, the sort of starting things. And then you go in. Oh, Pete, this is so good. So on the first day when we go in, I had a panic attack. And I went in really guns blazing. Like, I was so excited. And I was like, wait, oh my God, everyone's here. Da, da, da. Like energy through the roof. And then suddenly like it hit me what we were doing. And I literally sat on my bed and went, oh my God. <laughs> And I went, my heart was going really quick and I was sweating and I've really wanted to be sick. And I went, I, either I'm really ill and I'm going to have to see the medic day one and I'm going to have to be like, you might have to pull me out. I had a full blown panic attack on the first day and people come up to me and be like, why are you being so quiet? And I was like, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on. And it took me a bit of time to acclimatize because I was just so overwhelmed with like the whole experience. It's a really weird experience, mate, when you first get in there. Really, really, really weird. But then everyone was so nice. You sort of like, just you just forget that you're on like a TV show. Well, this cut, because obviously we could talk about this for fucking God knows how. Yeah. There's so many things for you to say, but there's some highlighted bits, which I think um, from the beginning for you, you said everyone's so nice. They didn't warn to you straight away though, did <laughs> Because there was a lot going around of you hugging people who quite clearly didn't want to be hung. Give me names. And we'll start with Fred Syriax. Oh. <laughs> so at the top of the building on the first day when you jump on him, he quite clearly pushes you back. <laughs> I think it's because he was too hot. Because he, he was wearing a double-breasted jacket and he was wearing, like, he looked boiling hot and there was no way he was like, and he went I don't sweat so he kicked off on a really weird start as well and so that was like <laughs> that was an odd start and then I thought to myself do you know what I'm going to start really hugging Fred because I think we're going to get along really really well but I didn't realise he's quite a suave guy he's a bit like you Pete he's quite like sort of done up and he's quite like you know, he does, he's not a bodily contact kind of guy no but we, we changed that halfway through, actually. Well, you changed it with a lot of people because you spent the majority of time, if you weren't dancing or singing, you were hugging. Yeah. Um, to the point where there was actually, and I don't know if I've spoken to you about this, but I'm going to find it. There was a Twitter account um, set up called Sam Sam's Hugs. Oh, no way! Um, and it was just people sending virtual hugs as if they were you to random people. That's the sweetest thing in the entire world. We need and to find that now. Also, exceptionally creepy. No, not creepy at all. Love that. I think very, that's really, really cool, actually. Because I got sent numerous virtual hugs. <laughs> Imagine that. I don't want real ones. Little <laughs> alone virtual ones. So, yeah, everyone basically fell in love with you straight away. But more than anyone, Marvin at the beginning was like your little romance. What a geezer. Yeah. What a geezer. Now I said before you went away actually I think it was or no it was whilst you were in there and I did it on the podcast here that I was most scared of you getting a bromance um, and leaving me behind. That started with Marvin um, with the singing and the hugging and, the, and then it, it completely and utterly destroyed me. When Tony came in. Tony Bellew! Teddy T. Teddy T. T-Bone. T-Bone, T-Bag, Teddy T. The bomber is dead. He's now known as Teddy T. Yeah. Um, I hated that name as well. What have you got to say for yourself? So, I don't know how much you guys saw of when... Oh, we, we saw fucking everything. No, no, no. When me and Pete actually reunited. But one of the first things that Pete said to me was, so what's this about Marvin and, and, and Teddy T? He was like, I don't understand what's going on. It was that moment that I knew that Pete was jealous. And I went, oh my God, we've done it, people. We've cracked him. We've cracked Pete Wicks. He wants to be part of the team. He just always pretended he didn't because he sat there and he was like, what's going on here? And you could see the pain in his eyes, the anguish in his face. And it started with Marvin. You're right. I walked in 
And immediately, because I used to listen to JLS, because I'm a bit younger than Pete, so, well, quite a bit younger than Pete. It's so, like, four years. I'm a different, I'm it's a, four years. I'm a different era. To I Pete. know who JLS so, are. So, Pete's 80s, I'm sort of like, you know, 2010s. And so, I. It's four years. So, basically, I used to go to the nightclub and JLS would always be playing. I used to watch X Factor when JLS were on it as well. So, like, it was quite a big deal having Marvin there. And he's such a good singer. And uh, there's this song, I Everybody in Love, which I, it's just one of my favourite songs. And um, and so I just, you know, it's, it's a bit weird though, because, and Pete, you'll know this, there was a point where I was singing his own songs to him. And you know when someone just sits there and they don't know you that well, and he's going, yeah, yeah, man, <laughs> yeah. And I was going, everybody in love, put your point, pointing at him. And he was, going, he was going, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the one I sing, yeah. And like, and then we, I was like, can you teach me the dances? And I could tell at the start, he was like, God, this guy sucks. But then like, as you get more and more bored, he was actually like, okay, I'm actually going to teach this fucker how to dance. And so we actually started doing the dances and singing the songs. And if you'd like me to sing it for you, I can. Well, can I just point to Every day is like... Like an hour, every hour is like a day, every day lasts forever, so what am I supposed to do? I think I've got that bit wrong. I wait forever and a day for you. I wait up, I wait up, I can't eat, I can't sleep. What else could it be? Missing you so deep, long as I'm where you're going to. I wait forever and a day for you. So, I wait up, okay. I wait up for you. Okay. And then it goes, everybody, everybody in love, don't put your hands up. Everybody in love, don't put your hands up. Do the arms. In love, don't put your hands up. Well, listen, stop, 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 stop. So this is how jealous and weird I got, and actually I'm quite disgusted in myself. When I actually met Sam uh, in the jungle, not, you know, when they, they sent in the loved ones, because I thought Sam would like it and remember who I am, I learnt the dance and the song, <laughs> and they didn't show it on the TV, but I did it with him in, yeah, in the jungle. He did. He did the pointing one where he started going like that. I did it next to him. This was because at the time we were both crying, weeping. Yeah. Weeping. And I thought it would cheer Something. us. I thought we'll get to that. And I thought it would cheer us up to do that. So I did that in the jungle for Sam, and I specifically learned it in the in the coach on the way there, the so that I could do that in um, the coach. So Marvin and Tony, I presume for you, pretty much made a lot of your experience in there. Yeah. Because I, we spoke about this before you went in and I said to you, I think you're going to need to have like a really good friend and someone that you... You know I need someone to lean on. Yeah, well, just, just like that matches your energy and those yeah. two definitely did it and it was actually really beautiful. That bloody hell. No, Clip it was. that up. Clip that up right now and put well, that on the gram. I, I was actually quite happy because I was worried about you. I was worried and as well. So I was, I was quite happy that you'd, you'd found people that just loved you the way they did because then they looked after you. Well, this is the thing. Marvin really did look after me. He was like a proper shoulder to lean on. Let's tell everyone that he's, his nickname that we learnt the day before we left. Captain Safety. Rochelle calls him Captain Safety, <laughs> yeah, Safety yeah. which I love. Because he because he's always strapped in and he's ready to go. Basically, he he's the kind of guy who carries everyone's plane tickets, always carries the passports. He's the guy who's got the little little plastic wallet that everything goes in and he's literally carries the bags and he's and he's just he's just big Marv mate. Everyone everyone needs a Marv in their life. And um but he I always say never trust a person who sleeps on their back. And uh <laughs> Because I just don't trust it. But Marvin sleeps on his back, so I've completely ruined my own sort of like saying there. Why wouldn't you trust someone that sleeps on the back? Because you, should, you shouldn't trust, because it, it doesn't make sense. No, there's not a, no one should sleep on their back. Does anyone in this room sleep on their back? No, see, there you go, exactly, no one, everyone's normal. Yeah, I sleep on my back. If you don't really sleep. 
No, that's yeah. That's a very good point. Actually. Like so, so he, so Marvin. I remember watching him. I was like, because I used to watch Marvin when he slept, actually, and uh, and Marvin would sleep with his with the. Oh, that's not even the worst thing. I used to look at people's poos at some one point as well. Yeah. <laughs> But Marvin used to sleep on his back with his hands on his chest like a vampire. And I used to look at him and be like, mate, there's something wrong with you. I used to literally look at him and be like, I love you, but you've got to be a psychopath. Whose shit was your favourite? Uh, Fred's, actually. Yeah, Fred right. did a really good poo. So basically, we used to call it activation. So if you if you were activating your bowels, um, you'd be like, I'm just about to go and activate, mate. And so what you do is, there's something called a dunny in the, in the, in the jungle. So everyone, right... Everyone has seen it yeah, but and you, watched it. Like, I, I promise you now, like the whole country watched. Basically, yeah, it's that little outhouse thing. But in the in the dunny, there's just a raised little seat with a hole in it. Mm. There's no flush or anything like that. You you shit into a bucket. Yeah, and then would you put sand over the top or something? No, 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 no. You just shit in the bucket and leave it. You, no, you have to put something over the top, surely. No. You what? just shit into a bucket and yeah, leave you it. You shit into a bucket, but then normally, you, you like with things like that, you'd put something over no. the top. No. You just shit down a hole and it lands. Did everyone else do it and you didn't. Mate, no, 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 no. So when you shit, you hear dong. Yeah. But then normally you have to put something over the top so that other people can use it. No, nothing. So it just fills and fills and fills and fills and fills. And then you have people who are on dunny duty, right? So I was on dunny duty at the start. The problem with being dunny duty at the start is before people start getting booed out. So it's 12 people. There's 12 people. It's a heavy dunny. So what you got to do is change it. You go around the back and you pull out this barrel, right, that everyone's pooed and weed in. You pull it out and you just, uh, you end up just staring. And so what happens is if you're going to change a dunny and someone's just activated, you see, obviously, what they've left at the very top. So, and it always used to be Fred, weirdly. So, like, it was, there was one point where I looked down and I, was, and I literally, I, I don't even know how or why I said it, but I literally went, oh, he's had a good one there. <laughs> And I, can't, I think I was doing it with Marvin. And he went, what are you doing? I went, well, I don't know. He's just like, he's, just, he's obviously feeling quite light at the moment. He's feeling quite good. That was a moment I thought I'd lost it a little bit. Yeah, Sam's new website, Celebrity Shits, will be up and running by the end of this week. Yeah, it, get, it got weird. So that was odd. So yeah, but, but, but back to Marvin. He stepped on his back with his hands in his chest. But he, he was someone who was always there for me, for sure. And then arrived Tony Bellew. Where do you want to... In fact, I'm just going to let you can't go away with this one. You you, you just let go. You so say everything that, that comes to mind. When when I say Tony Bellew, you say... Second best friend. Second best friend. After Pete. <laughs> you don't need because I'm sat here. <laughs> um, go on. So Big Tone, right? I'll never forget. We were on the bleachers. We were playing this like game where it was like um, the home and away team. And, um, and so... There were like two new people coming in. They're going to be your team captains. Tony comes in um, with this big handlebar moustache. Obviously, it's Movember, so he's wearing it for that. So it's an amazing cause. But I'll tell you what, a six foot four man built like he is with a big old handlebar moustache. You're literally like, oh my God, you you chop trees in your in your, in your your spare time. And then he comes in next to Frankie Dottori, who's like five foot five. And the contrast of them both walking in. And I've, I, you know, I'm a bit of a boxing fan. Right? I love boxing. So like, I'm literally going mad over Tony Bellew. I've never met him before in my life. I've never spoken to him before. And I'm like, I really, really hope we get him as team captain. Now, we actually didn't end up getting it. We got Frankie Dottori, who, by the way, is a lovely, lovely man in his own right. But I was like, oh, I'm going to have to wait till I get to meet Tony because everyone went to different camps. 
<laughs> Tony's first day, actually, he had to he had to do the drinking challenge. Mate, that drinking challenge is so grim. You have to uh, drink you, cow's anus. I um, I think that the the drinking the smoothie like they did is worse than the maybe eating. by miles because you like by far. Yeah, I think that that actually the smell worse. the smell. Oh. Apparently, I wasn't there. The smell that came out of those things. There there was this really really funny story that I wasn't even there for, but it's a Nigel Farage story, and I just think it's quite funny. And so he's a really proud bloke, is Nigel. Like he he like wanted to show the nation from his own words that like. You know, he he was a stalwart guy and he was going to like really muck in and stuff like that. And he did. So he was doing the drinking challenge with Tony Bellew. Tony Bellew's throwing up and he's like throwing it back into his cup and stuff like that. And Nigel is just like drinking these things like they're pints. And he was like going up to them and be like, one more please, sir. So have you seen it yet? Yeah, okay. yeah, I've seen this bit. So, so that genuinely, Tony was so funny because he was, his eyes were watering and he was gagging as he was doing it. Nigel was like he was drinking a pint of IPA yeah. on every single one. But the aftermath, I didn't realise, no one's seen. The aftermath is, is fucking brilliant. So Tony's dying whilst whilst you're, <laughs> they're filming the challenge, right? Anyway, they finish it up. Tony's throwing a lot of his stuff up, right? And he gets back to camera, he carries on throwing up and pooing at the same time. So at least he's getting it out. Nigel... And how did that rank on the shit scale for you? Uh, I actually didn't change his dunny, so I wouldn't know. Oh, right. But, uh, but Nigel... Oh, I actually did have a cockroach in my poo once, but we'll talk about it another time. But, um, but, but Nigel... Um, Wanted to keep it all down. So he's literally lying because Snake Rock's like the grim camp and there's no seats or anything there. So he's lying on his backpack and Tony's throwing up. It's lashing down with rain. We're having our celebratory breakfast up in the normal camp and they're all miserable. They're all sat in this horrible camp, raining on them. And they're like this. And you can all you can hear about is, is, is Tony going, bah, bah. and then you've got Nigel in the corner going, Oh, oh, and then you could just hear Marvin from the corner going, Nigel, there's no prizes for keeping it down, man. Just, just, just stick your fingers in there and go. And we can hear some of this from the main camp. And it's so funny because the contrast of us eating pancakes and bacon and then Nigel going, oh, and Marvin be like, Nigel, just shut up and throw up, man. It's so good. The picture you have in your eyes. But that was it was a tough start for Tony. And um, and when he eventually came into the camp, you're going to love this, Pete. When he eventually came in. I ran straight up to Marvin and Nick, who were in the in the camp with him, and I was like, "Mate, boys, like, so good to have you back. Like, how's Tony? Like, I really want to speak to him. I'm so excited." They showed they showed part of it. And did they show Marvin turn around and be like, "Mate, go so slow." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they showed this. They showed, and this is what was beautiful: is they showed them going, "Just take your time, go slow." All right. So what Sam did, well, what we've seen you do, was you run up to him, <laughs> run. Yeah. And then you stop maybe six inches from his face and go, can I hug you? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, all right, man. And yeah. he literally just stands there like a fucking corpse whilst you hug him. And this was your first hug. Yeah. We then see you walk away with perhaps the biggest smile I've ever seen in my life. So that's how it started, where I think he probably looked at you and thought, what the fuck is he doing? Why is that happening? <laughs> yeah, so did. how did you get from that to being best mates. It took a bit of time, but I will say this. The moment he walked in, I went, oh, you're Pete Wicks. 
I literally, I literally, when he walked in, went, I know exactly who you are. I genuinely think there's only about five personalities in this world. There are. It's like, there's there's people like me who are like Labrador, like, like you know, I'm, I'm happy a lot of the time, I'm energetic. Then there's people who are... You know, there's like three others, and then then, then <laughs> I was waiting. And I then, was wondering where that was going. And yeah, then there's some other ones. And then you get your Pete Wixes, right? It's the old school man. It's the I'm the gentleman, but I'm still got my value, my old school man values. Hard outer shell, very gooey center. They're normally the ones with the softest souls, but you got to burrow in to find them. And I literally, I literally, when Tony walked in, and I had a few conversations with him, I went, "Oh fuck me, you're Pete." And that's actually what got it started because I literally looked at him and it's this little slice of home. And I know it sounds weird, but I literally, whenever I felt a bit homesick, I just went, I'm just going to go up and talk to Tony because he reminds me of Pete. And because you guys have such similar mannerisms that I was like, it's so fun to like be around him because he's exactly the same. And I am really drawn to people like that. And so that's kind of how, how it happened. I just stuck to him and stuck to him stuck to him and like Pete now with Tony then you get through to this beautiful sign this beautiful human being and he ended up just being the loveliest kindest person in the entire world but he's also the kind of person you've got to be careful with because you can't overdo it well you say that we didn't see you be very careful all that much. You slapped him. He had a mosquito on his head. I don't care. I did the right. It was the lesser of two evils. He had a mosquito on his head. You slapped him in the face. Yep. And it's possibly one of the best bits of TV I've ever seen. I, I like If you could win an award for the best bit of TV for 2023, you slapping him in the face, then turning around and watching him go... <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> and then you go, well, oh, that was quite dangerous, really, wasn't it? He's <laughs> possibly the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, but mate, you know, Pete knows all too well that when you get bitten on the face, it really makes you swell. And so we're going to get on to that. Actually, that's a fucking good segue. Good segue, but we're, we're not done. We're not done yet with the, the Tony <laughs> thing because I obviously met Tony with to come out and we had possibly one of the most wholesome days that I've oh, had so in, lovely. I don't even know how long, which is obviously something that people won't know about is when we come out and when we came out, when you came out, <laughs> we, God, yeah, I we feel did, like though. I was in it there as well. He was, he was on the bridge. When, um, when that was all done and there was like, a, you know, so much for you to do, it was fucking horrendous for you when you go, I don't know how you did that because, you know, I'm not the most patient person in the world and you're getting pulled left, right and centre. But we got one day where you got to do what you wanted before you flew back. And yeah. It was the day we were flying back. So I said to Sam in the morning, I said, what do you want to do today? We've, we basically got today till like five o'clock. And he went, well, I don't know. I don't really mind. Marvin and Michelle and Tony and the kids were all going to the beach. So... We went to the beach with them. So we went with all of Tony's kids, Marvin and Michelle. We had a day out with Tony and his kids So at we the had beach. beach day with the Bellews. And I'm genuinely, he is exactly how Sam describes him. Just the nicest guy, the most genuine. And obviously on my part of it, I spent all the time for two weeks with his kids and his wife. And they are the most beautiful family no. I've ever seen. Rachel is an absolute queen. Yeah. I, she was probably one of the people I was closest to out of the, the friends of the family. She's amazing. And Rochelle's amazing as well. Marv, it was just the most beautiful day. But his kids are the best behaved kids I have ever seen in my life. He has However, got them. He's got them. Yeah, if you're about to talk on, about the whistle. You tell the story. So basically, Tony, I didn't, me and Pete didn't realise this until the day after we got out of the jungle. Tony's got a whistle for his kids. He's got a whistle and it works. I couldn't believe it. He's got, I can't even whistle. He goes, 
Yeah, he does, does that. that. And his kids turn round and literally look at him and he goes, Oi, you, no, not too close to the sea. Da, 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 da. And so he's got this whistle and his kids are six foot four. They're enormous. And he, I, I just want to point out that when he told us about this whistle and then it worked and then he said you, to Sam, you're going to have to start fucking listening to the whistle as well because he now has adopted Sam. But what happened is I was sat there. So... What I did unintentionally was I now listened to the whistle. Yeah. Because Marvin and I, we got to the beach and there were no beach towels. So Marvin and I said, don't worry, we're going to go and buy some beach towels. So we walked off to get some beach towels. Tony then came and found us <laughs> and we were in a shop. Rachel, Rochelle and the kids and, Me. and Sam were all still at the beach. He whistled in the shop and I went looking for him. <laughs> and I don't know why... And then I said to him, I don't know why I've just come to that. I literally, I literally, like a fucking sheepdog, <laughs> went looking for Tony Belly because I heard the whistle. <laughs> so good, man. It's so good. He actually went to get you guys as well. Yeah. He actually went and did the whistle to get you guys. But that was such a lovely day. We made sandcastles with the kids. And uh, it, yeah, it was, it was just beautiful. And, and he's a beautiful soul. Love him so much. Love Marvin so much. And, and to be honest, every single person out there, we had the best, best time. And obviously there were a few, you know, moments where you're just like, God, this is, you know, a little bit hard. But well, That's what I was going to ask you, because everyone has watched it uh, just thinks you are the happiest person that's ever lived. <laughs> and you are a very happy person. But our reunion, I didn't go how I expected it to go. No, not at all. I expected it to be very excitable and very happy. Yeah. And we saw each other for about 40 minutes. Mm. Obviously, they only showed like a minute of it. And I'm pretty sure the first 10 minutes was us just weeping. Now, that started because Sam broke down. I wasn't expecting that really upset me. To have the amount of energy that you had for that amount of time and to be as happy and to, to carry, you know, everyone said it as well, that's come out, you carried the camp. The amount of pressure you had on you to do that the entire time you were there must have been fucking hard. Yeah, do you know what's weird? It's like the first two weeks, you know when you're just so happy to be somewhere? Mm. You know what I'm like? We've always wanted to yeah. do this. So like you want to meet Anne and Deck and do all the cool stuff. So like I was just like, I'm so chuffed. And then the last week, no one actually knows this, I suddenly started getting like a bit more tired and I was just like, oh God. Like, and also the experience is like winding down a little bit because there's less people there and stuff like that. And I started missing home a little bit as well. And so when I saw Pete was actually one of the days, I was like, God, I really miss home. And I started reading my letter from home quite a bit. I don't know if anyone saw, but you, we got these letters from home and Zara wrote in it, my mum wrote in it. And you would, I'd read it every morning, every night before I'd go to bed and, and sort of just be like, oh, okay, it's like, you know, reminding me of home and it's like really sweet and stuff like that. And then when I saw Pete, I... That's so weird, but you just, because it was like my domain and it's like, it's like the jungle. You just say, you don't expect to see somebody sitting on a log in a mosquito infested place. And I just saw this like well put together bloke with long hair, but it was really weird just to see Pete there. And I actually ran away from him at the start. Yeah. So I panicked. I didn't know what to do. He turned back around and ran. I ran away. Pete went, well, this is going to go. Pete went, this is a good start. And then I ran back at him, obviously. But then something happened where I just went, it just reminded me of just like, and when he was like, we're proud of you and stuff like that. God, God this podcast has always been like a really happy podcast. But I've never really made people proud. You know, and like, you know, and like, you've never really done anything to make people like proud. No one's ever been like, we're really, really, like on a big scale. Your family, your friends, your mum, your sister, your girl. 
girlfriend, me, as in me being Pete. Like he was like, we're all so proud of you. And I just, I've never, no, I've never done anything in my life to make people proud. And so I just burst into tears because I was just like, oh my god, like I just feel, you know, when you just feel so like loved, and you're like, oh god, like it's very overwhelming. I've never had it before in my entire life. And so I just burst into tears. And I was like, oh my God, I'm crying next to Pete. I was like, this is, I, did, I thought this was going to be really fun and da da da. And, it just, and then Pete started fucking crying. And it just became this weird, broke back mountain sort of like thing. I literally said to them at the time, I was like, the, the, you've recorded Broke Back Mountain here. It was two guys crying next to each other, holding hands on a log. Um, you just didn't expect it though. Just didn't I, expect it. Because obviously, when you go in there, you're not supposed to. I, I couldn't tell you exactly how well you were doing. But I wanted you to know how amazing the support had been not just from obviously everyone that loves you like out here but just the general public so i kept going to him you're doing good yeah 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 he was doing Real this low voice good. <laughs> and he was going and i was going look at me good <laughs> do you know what he was doing <laughs> but that what weird i didn't realize voice. is i completely forgot that this was being filmed so it looks like i'm very aggressive <laughs> i'm very aggressively going to him but it's because i wanted him to know that he's doing good but it does look like... His eyes are really wide when I he's was, doing it as well. Yeah, I was manhandling you and forcing you to love me. So funny. Um, and then as, as we walk, as they tear you apart really quickly <laughs> then because they don't want them to like tell you how like it's going on the outside. And Pete was literally like, Pete no, was literally... I'm not even joking you, we were torn apart. Torn apart, torn apart. And Pete was literally going, it's going well, it's going well. I was like, okay, and that made me feel really good because I felt more at ease at that point then. And he was really sweet because Pete then went, just enjoy the last two days or three days or however long you get back there. He was like, just enjoy it. Yeah, so I was like, because you had so many anxieties about going in and... and well, I thought and I was going to piss everyone off. And I just wanted you to not... Obviously, when I saw how upset you'd got, I just wanted you to not worry about anything because everything was taken care of back home. Like, But you couldn't have done any better than what you had been doing just by being yourself. So I just wanted you to know that so that you could really enjoy that last part of the journey. But I did though as well. Experience. I did. When when he said that, I was like, oh, this is class. So I went back so happy and so chuffed. Unlike everyone else. Because what I'd actually done was I had recharged Sam for the last couple of months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, everyone else had come back really missing home. Sam was recharged to the full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd so I imagine in. the last few days in camp were fucking hell for everyone else, I imagine. Do you know what's really, really weird? I will never, ever get this image out of my mind is being the last three, me, Tony and Nigel Farage. That was weird. I was going to ask this. As um, surreal experiences go, having a three-course meal in a jungle with Nigel Farage and Tony Bellew. How was that? Fucking weird. It was so <laughs> odd because, like, no, Big Nige, I used to call him Big Nige. He, he, Did you call everyone Big something? Yeah, yeah, Big Marv, Big Nige, Big Tone. But, yeah, he, he, he was, it was odd because I was sat in the middle of these two and everyone's so different. And, uh, and he, it was funny because when you get your last meal, I actually wanted to get a pizza. And I came down. I went, Tony, what did you get? And he went, I got this. And then he was like, I got steak. I got this. I went, oh, I got pizza. He went, what the hell are you doing? That's such a shit last meal. So I went back up and changed my last meal to an Australian Wagyu steak. So I came back down. But Nigel was out and had like a glass of wine, some sort of duck and some like sort of weird... I don't know what he had, but he was like, everything was a little bit odd that he was eating. I was sat there and I was like, this is odd. For, I think he had duck a l'orange and a glass of Malbec. I don't think it was that mental. Well, yeah, me and, not, me and Tony just had, had steak, steak and chips. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he was just like, I will never ever forget that, like, that image of all of us. Like, I'll never forget the image of Nigel Farage stripping 
when he was doing a karaoke thing, he tore his shirt off. And this, I was do, you like, know, do you know what's mad is that there are so many points of this that I'm sure when anyone listens to this podcast, they're going to say, we want to know about this, we want to know about this. But there are a few points that, that um, we, we want to do before you, well, before we go. So, firstly, no, I haven't had a facelift. <laughs> I haven't had plastic surgery. What happened was, if you'd have seen me two days before when I went into the jungle, face was sweaty, but fine. On the day of Sam winning the jungle, obviously, I had been brutally attacked by mosquitoes. <laughs> they absolutely fucked me. I'd been bitten on my eyelids and all around my eyelids, and no one had told me. So what has come from that was I have been absolutely savaged by people. Social media's not Pete's friend at the moment. Who think that I have gone to Australia for cheap facelift or some shit. This is the biggest moment in Sam's TV career. I was there to support whilst looking like Chucky's bride. It is so bad. And so good. Because... Obviously, such a big deal. The biggest show on TV. It's everywhere. <laughs> Fucking everywhere. It's so good. Um, the but, eyelid bite's always the worst as well. Uh, but I, I honestly, I got back to the hotel and I looked in the mirror and because obviously that you got annoyed. He got annoyed. He was like, "Why haven't you fucking told me?" Because no one fucking told me. So not only have, have I obviously done that stupid bridge thing, but then they've also got me fucking filming stuff with him back at the hotel. I had to keep my sunglasses on for the rest of it because my eyes were slowly closing. He had to take an antihistamine. I had to take antihistamines. Um, so, oh, also, quickly got to talk about the way when Pete when Pete met me on the bridge when when I found out I'd won it and we looked like. Was shagging on the bridge. Yeah, that was a weird thing. We dry because I, I think Sam was dry humping me, but I was dry humping him, and it was very weird. And it looked like there was an awful. Because I stuff jumping going on. on Pete, and but Pete the was most, going, yeah. The, have you seen the clip yet? Yeah. The most funny part of that is that what they did beforehand is you get a um, a producer who will have said to Sam on the other side of the bridge, "Listen, I know you're what you're about bridge, to say. Yeah, yeah. You're going to stand on this star, and Pete's going to come and meet you. Do not jump." Now, they say this to me, do not jump. And I went, well, he's going to jump. And they went, we've told him not to jump because this bridge is not stable. Yeah, it's, it's like, honestly, it's the most rickety it's, thing. Honestly, that's why everyone looks weird when they're walking across. Is because it's And it's high up and it's very rickety. So I said, look, I'm not going to jump. I was never going to jump. Do I look like the sort of person that jumps at me? <laughs> However, you're going to need to tell him. She said, he's promised me he's not going to jump. So Sam jumps. <laughs> we then get a little bit carried away, but I'm then supporting both of our body weight on this bridge. Looks like we're about I, to go over the edge. And what they actually say is, listen, do your hug, but turn around quickly so we can get that shot of your faces. So I then am turning him round on the bridge whilst he's wrapped round me. But then at that point where he's still dry humping me, I lost my balance. I had to grab the fucking bridge to stop us going over. <laughs> I nearly died, and the worst part of that is, is if I died, they'd have found me at the bottom with my face looking like Jackie Stallone. <laughs> the whole day was a fucking... The best day of your life, and one of the worst for me. Disaster. Absolute disaster. So funny, though. So funny. Also, when I'm I tried to run towards Pete, and the producer went, stop, stop. So I had to, like, stop, and he then run. He dashed his fucking stick and crown on the floor. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, so that that was good. Um, uh, also, just on my experience for the whole fucking thing, we will go into that another time properly. Um, I just want to point out that I didn't shag anyone's wife. Um, he got I, linked to every single person out there. He got linked to Sarah, Nick's girlfriend. He got linked to Danielle at one oh, that point. One after she got still going with as well. Uh, he got linked to my girlfriend Zara. He got linked to Rochelle, I think, at one point as well. I don't think there are any more women out there actually for you to get linked to. Absolutely horrendous behaviour. The the press have hounded me since we've so been back. funny though. Do you know what and, I love? And it is an actual fucking do, do, you know, do you know what my favourite thing about this whole thing is? I've gone into the jungle, Pete's flown out to be like, you know, there for me, and it's literally he can't get away from it. He's come to Australia and it's still Pete Wicks linked with, on the Gold Coast, linked with whoever the fuck he's linked with. He will never outrun it ever in his life. Absolutely horrendous. Genuinely, um, Sam could not be more loved and all that seems to happen is that I am hated. <laughs> um, but the last question before we go on, because we will get into all the other stuff, because if I tell you about my couple of weeks in Australia... It's been so funny. It, it, I mean, it, it, there is so much to tell. Can you, can you give him a hint? Give him a hint. Give him a tease. Um, give him a tease. Okay. I was referred to as uncle by a lot of people's kids. I had to get on a bus at half past three in the morning and listen to Baby Shark. So I had to get on this bus, but we'll discuss all of that another time. He was getting people kicking in the back of his chair in the bus when he was on the way at 4am to go and watch the episode. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. There, there was an awful lot of things to go through. So... Lastly, before we close up today's podcast and get on with drinking, because it is Christmas party day, it's nice to see you've dressed up for it. Um, so, this is... this is <laughs> Shit. This, this... Am this, I going to get in? This is the last thing for you, all right? Because this is what happens when we do the podcast, is that we say to relevant people, how do we stay relevant? So, my question to you is, how do I become relevant? <laughs> But more importantly, what's next for Sam? Oh, God, here we go, baby. I'm one of them now. Have you now peaked? Oh, my God, I feel like Roman Kemp. What's you know, when you're sat here and you're like, oh, my God, like, who's this, like, dude? What's like, next for me you? Like, these things. Genuinely. God. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So, so how do you become relevant? I would say this. Just literally. How you got the jungle? Just go up to every single person and say how much you want to do the show you want to do. Because eventually, if you annoy them enough, they'll let you do it. That's the way I see it. If you go up to, like, whoever's running whatever show, go up to them and be like, I love your show. Please let me do it. And then just do that for six years in a row. And just keep hounding them and keep bothering them and keep annoying them. And eventually, they might just let you do it, which is exactly what happened with Love, with, uh, with, uh, love Island and I'm a Celeb. I basically just hounded them until they wouldn't wouldn't say no. Right. Well, I mean, I'm never going to do that because I've got um, self-respect. Yeah. Um, what is next for you? Next for me is this. We're just going to make this podcast the biggest podcast in the entire UK, and I don't care about what anyone else says. We're going to do that. We're going to go on the road. We're going on tour. We're going to do some road trips as well. We're going to get better guests on. Not that our guests haven't been good. <laughs> Not that our guests haven't been. Our guests have been great. We're going to get more guests of brilliant calibre on now. Maya Jammer, I'm looking at you. Uh, and this is what I want to do. This is our baby and we're going to grow this. And the listener, I have to say, whenever I have walked down the road or anything like that over the past year, not one person has spoken to me about my time when I used to be made in Chelsea. Not one person has spoken about anything. The only time anyone has ever said anything to me because I love the podcast. I love staying relevant. I genuinely believe that 
we have created a little family here and I want to carry that on. And so that is the forefront of my mind. We're going to make Staying Relevant the biggest fucking podcast you've ever fucking seen in your life. So I sounded a bit like Nigel Farage then at the end. <laughs> I panicked. Um, <laughs> lastly, um, just on behalf of me, I am very, very, very proud of you. Thank you, mate. Um, well done. Um, everyone fell in love with you like I knew they would. Show me bracelet. Just by, no. Show me bracelet. Nope. Show me a bracelet. Nope. I got Peter bracelet. Sam got me a present. Uh, I'm very proud of you, Sam. Um, so everyone's very proud of you. Um, now, I've got a little note here. Wait, no, actually, I'm not finished. Pete has to call me king for three days. Okay, I yeah. was going to bring this up. Sam said to me when he came out of the jungle, you have to refer to me as the king now. Yeah. So I told him to go fuck himself. No, no, no. I think... I so think... I then did it for a day. I am not going to do it. Anymore. No, no, I think we need three days of King. Yeah. At least three days. It's got to go into a week for sure. Yeah, I it, want King Thompson. It absolutely doesn't. Um, I want you to carry me. Shut up we a go. minute, for okay. fuck's sake. Okay, fine. So, because you are back and this is a family, um, I have a little note here to say that our family has bought us presents and that they are behind each of our sofas. I, I genuinely don't know what this is. Oh, my God. Um, so, oh, my God. Oh, it's big. Oh, God, it is big. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's not my fucking photo from the charity shop again, is it? Oh, I've seen this. What's yours? Is it the same one? Yeah. Is it the one where you're jumping? Where I'm jumping on you? Yeah. Oh. That's, oh! Actually, that's actually really. So this this picture, <laughs> uh, which Sam's holding up. A young lady, Lucy, it's at Lucy Claire Illustration on Instagram. I wonder why that was on there. So she drew this literally straight after our reunion thing and it was all over social media. I saw it everywhere. Um, and I think you've already seen it as well, haven't you? But I didn't realise that you guys had actually get, got that done for us. So thank you so much. That's genuinely That's so lovely. Um, oh, you're going to make me cry. That's really, really lovely. And thank you, Lucy, as well. That's like, it's actually amazing. That is so sweet. Um, thank you, guys. That's delightful. I'll buy you all a drink. Um, oh, God. <laughs> quite a few drinks. Because Daddy's back out tonight, yeah, yeah, ladies. Yeah, yeah, right. Daddy's back. Daddy's back. In fact, right, everyone's got their number, before, yeah? Yeah, let's start it. So, one, two, three, four. Eight. You just say king. Yeah, king. Actually, king. Um, you all have to just. You all have to talk to me as king for this evening's proceedings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Daddy all have... and king. Fuck me. That sounds absolutely horrendous. Sounds like a porno. Um, right. So, just a few uh, little admin bits before we go. Some T's well. and C's. We <laughs> we are going to be taking a break now for Christmas. Um, are we? Yeah, we're taking a break now for Christmas. No. But... <laughs> No, we are. No, no. Um, Sam, I'll be honest with you. I need some time to recover from what I experienced. Um, so we are taking a break for Christmas, but we're going to be back on Monday, the 8th of January. Um, it's ages away. It, it, yes, it's Christmas. Um, so we'll be back on the 8th of January. And, mate, you you literally need some time to get your shit together. Nah, fuck that. Let's go straight back in. No. No, so we'll be back on Monday the 8th of January, but obviously if you are a new listener, you can go back and watch those 50-odd episodes and you can go and do all that crap. We have got some big news as well, not just about the tour. From January and from Monday the 8th, we are going to be doing a show twice a week. Yay! 
Because um, we're now big by dogs. By popular demand, we're going to be doing twice a week, which means that um, the second show is going to be slightly different. It's going to be quite interactive, and we're going to need all of you to. We'll tell you a bit more about it at the time, but yeah, we're going to be. You're doing going twice to put it this way: you might be enjoying it. The second show each week is going to be what we're going to call the listener special. All right. Yeah. So, so that's going to be amazing. So what we need you to Where do. Where we like, get you involved. Exactly. That's exactly what that means, Sam. <laughs> um, so what we need you to do is you've got homework now from us, the Stay Relevant team over Christmas, because we need you to send in stories, dilemmas, voice notes, things that you want us to discuss, mostly dilemmas because they're funny, a little bit like last week when someone discussed whether or not they should be shagging their cousin. And I think we can all agree most of the listeners. The love is love and you can if you need to. <laughs> Do not shag family members. Or, or if you really love them, it's okay. And I'll tell you why I don't do that is because we've been linked with that in the press now because the Daily Star did an article saying Sam advises Pete not to shag family members. <laughs> I'm not even joking you. I saw it this morning as if I was potentially doing it. All right? That's what the headline sounds like. So, yeah, so that's what we need you to do because it will be a listener special from January. Um, that is pretty much it. Can I say a couple so, of um, things quickly, actually? Um, just that this year has been the best year ever. We have grown exponentially. We really have. And uh, it's down to all of you amazing listeners. This is the best thing that I, and I know Pete as well do. I skip to this every single week. We love you and we're going to flipping grow. We're going to grow like a little seed into a sapling, into a tree. And for once, I'm also going to agree with that. Um, it is my favourite day of the week and I do love doing this and it is down to you guys. So thank you so much. Um, and I'm the king of the jungle. You have to call me king now. Yes. Follow us on all socials, which is Staying Relevant Podcast, on TikTok, on Instagram. Every Friday on YouTube, you'll be able to watch the episode from Monday. Every Monday, the podcast comes out wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, Snappy Seed, all that. Yeah, we well. love Snapchat subscribe we need you to subscribe as well because that's that's what helps us and i think that's what earns us money and i haven't won the jungle so i need some money he's also wearing a beautiful turtle we really do need to discuss it yeah i've got this on tick yeah he... um, <laughs> uh, i have to give it back it's rented um you're a jacket on top as well there's no way he's not sweating it's got to no, be sweating. oh i'm absolutely sweating genuinely it's, it's really really you're wearing bad. suit trousers as well yeah we're I going am. out later tonight probably yeah. going out out yeah, we are going out. Uh, Sam is getting changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're going to have a couple of tequilas, O'Neills. We are going to have tequila. So, uh, yeah, on behalf of all the Stay Relevant team and me and the king of the jungle, thank you so much for 2023. As much as I hate Christmas, I hope you have a fabulous Christmas and a happy fucking New Year. And a happy We'll see you next year. year. Not just every fucking week in your ears, but live! Live! We're going to be, oh, oh, throw pants at Pete. That'll be fun. You know when people throw pants? That'll be cool. I have had that before, and if you are going to do that, please don't soil them. Yeah, because actually, Pete actually just did, um, he did uh, the Full Monty, and it came out on TV recently, and uh, Pete got a lot of love for it, actually. Those bollocks were very, very liked. Put the it bollocks way. were bollocking. Yeah, 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 yeah. People were like, oh my God, the package on Pete Wicks. But they didn't realise that it was all balls. Yeah. So that, we, we, I didn't want to just let them know because I wanted Pete to have his moment. Yeah. But he was all bollocks. Yeah, it's like two pumpkins and a button mushroom. <laughs> on I, that note... No, do you know what? And I'd just like to finish with one we thing. We have to finish I know, but point. one thing. In keeping with the show, friends are the family we choose and you're all our friends. So thank you so much for listening. We love you. Insanity Group.